You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, The Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to The Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave and we are the football dudes. Bro, are you ready? You got that right, my friend. Oh, I yeah. said, bro, are you ready? Ready. <laughs> All right. Our next stop, the trend zone in today's episode. We'll talk about some big names in some new places. A little survivor, if you did so. Our fantasy go back starts of the week and some of the most awesome games from the upcoming week. I slid into a little Howard Cosell there today. In okay, the NFL. <laughs> Dave, give me a nug. Oh. Um, Casey, what if I told you I was nug nugless today? I was fresh out of nugs. Well, then I guess we better sprinkle something sweet all over this. Wow, this <laughs> might be our first trip into the zone without some nuggage, bro. <laughs> Let's see if we can still pull the people through, Dave. You, I mentioned it in the uh, the top of the open there. Um, some new names in some new places. Anything happen out there this week? Oh, maybe a little something uh, in here in the city of Angels, Casey. That seems like a good enough nug if you're a Rams fan. Uh, let's see if Odell Beckham uh, can revitalize himself now as a member of the Los Angeles Rams, Casey. Wow. Wow. Um, what a big Jeez. story. The Rams just seem to be constantly in go for it mode. Uh, his coffee mug says, uh, I hate draft picks or something yeah. like that. <laughs> F them picks. F picks. That's picks. what it says. And he he lives that. I'll tell you, um, this one didn't cost him any picks, but they um, they sure don't value picks, but they love talent. And this is another guy. And, and one thing about the Rams, Casey, you know, they're the flashy, glitzy team kind of right, right now in Los Angeles. Uh, and uh, obviously the record shows that they're they're an excellent football team and again this is an all chips are in kind of a mood uh move for Les Snead uh and McVay and the Rams here and their offense was already clicking dude they didn't have enough footballs to spread around uh just what to, Odell loves yeah so like we'll one see or two targets a game Dave <laughs> we'll see what he gets there the Browns get out uh, renegotiating right at the end saving a little bit of money and I think that's addition by subtraction for the Browns, but we'll see if it's addition by addition for the Rams uh, and for for Odell Beckham, who C Casey, I just I'm happy and I'm sure LeBron agrees with me that it's it was time to free Odell. That's you know? right, baby. He's free as a bird now. Um, Rams have something going there. It'll be interesting to see they throw this wild card into that mix, like you said, and it doesn't really feature. Uh, a certain receiver in that offense. So um, we'll see. Obviously, Cooper Cup, who's lighting it up, but I'll get yeah. to his numbers later. And Bobby Woods, uh, pretty impressive there, too. All right, Dave, let's go ahead and move this thing along, dude. Right. Um, we got a little injury up here. Uh, Sam Darnold, he's got a crack in his scapula. He's probably going to miss several weeks, though. So what do you do? You don't get the bat signal up in the air, Dave. <laughs> you look for another superhero, bro. That's right. It's time to bring back Superman as Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers agree to a reunion that could be worth up to $10 million bucks. Structure of the contract uh, hasn't been revealed at this point as the news has just sort of broke. But um, Cam Newton is back with those numbers. It certainly sounds like they're expecting him to start 
uh, ASAP. I don't believe he'll be starting this weekend uh, as he's literally just arrived, but it'll be um, uh, PJ Walker, I believe. So, um, uh, but look for Cam to assume the role uh, of number one QB there and Sam Darnold to be um, sitting on the sideline. They do have Sam Darnold signed to next year as a Panther and this year only goes to the end of this year. So we'll see how, how things shake out, but this is at least a respect to Cam Newton to give him some form of contract that allows him to earn a lot of money and obviously puts him in position to play again. And dude, you get CMC back healthy with this team. You throw in a, you know, a former NFL MVP, a quarterback. He's fully vaccinated. Peaks, Casey. Dude. That's right. Fully, fully vaccinated, vax, ready bro. to attack, baby. Uh, that could be interesting. <laughs> and Dave, I thought the, um, <laughs> the Rams last week were saying, sorry, Deshaun, we don't have any room for receivers on this team. Oh, what yeah, else there? Hi. But we don't have room for an egotistical receiver that demands the football. <laughs> Deshaun, there's the door. Hey, Odell. <laughs> well, Dave, when you get booted out of L.A., where's the only place to go? The Raiders, Casey. The Raiders signed Deshaun Jackson. Obviously, we know the story from last week, uh, how Ruggs found himself in a boatload of trouble and no longer a Raider. Raiders had a little void here um, for for that deep ball guy. And we'll see if this this could be a, a situation that works well uh, if Deshaun can get, you know, more targets. As simple yeah. as that. So, um uh, that it could end up being a great deal, and and it looks like a pretty good deal as far as financially for the Raiders at just like a million dollars for the rest of the season. So if it doesn't work out, no problemo, you know. The Panthers could have gotten ten Deshaun Jacksons for one Cam Newton. Wow, <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, <laughs> I just can't so. play them all at the same time. And <laughs> a little good news for the Seahawks fan: Russell Wilson expected back this week, and Chris Carson back to practice. That neck is healing up a little bit better than they thought it would. So, um, stuff is looking up there in the Emerald City. Yeah, that was a scary one. It was uh, with the neck issue. Anytime you got a neck issue there. Uh, speaking of running backs getting back into the action, Bears Montgomery got back last week. He's on a bye this week, but it was good to see him back out there uh, in sort of in a lead role uh, for the Bears moving and moving forward. Hopefully he'll be uh, productive because he's on my fantasy team. So <laughs> Yeah, and dude, Russell Wilson, expected back for the Seahawks is not the only bad news for the Packers this week. Yeah, Packers got slapped with some fines uh, for COVID violations, Casey. Obviously, it seemed to us as the average fans uh, with eyes and, and ears and who follows the NFL that this was blatant and regular violations uh, of the protocol, uh, COVID protocols. But uh, Packers fined a mere 300000 and uh, Rodgers and Lazard each fined uh, just under 15000 uh, for just apparently the one violation of being at a ha- Halloween party unvaccinated uh, where there were more than three people present in a um, indoor. Sounds like a rager, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it must have been a blast there. Of course, it was John Wick. Uh, Rogers is John Wick there. And this was all, of course, part of his um, mysterious plan or whatever you want to say. So. Well, thank God they didn't have their jerseys untucked, Dave, because if they had, it would have been 20 large. So. <laughs> Just ask C.D. Lamb, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Dave, let's move on. We got our Survivor Three Strikes pool, dude. How did you do? Brutal. It's two strikes in two weeks for me, Casey, as I'm on a I'm, I've hit a little bit of a rut here. <laughs> I went with your Dallas Cowboys over the oh. Broncos for a nice, satisfying win. And I got it shoved in my face, man, like smell the glove style. That was also the most imp- uh, the most popular incorrect p- pick Dallas over Denver. Very incorrect, apparently. Yeah. 
What's wrong with sexy, dude? <laughs> well, I took my second strike, too. I had the Bills over the Jags. What could possibly go wrong? A lot went wrong in that game. I'm surprised that wasn't the most popular and correct pick. But um, the most popular correct pick was the Colts over the Jets. Why did we stray from the Jets? <laughs> and Dave, moving into next week, it is the Steelers over them Lions. Yeah, also Baltimore over Miami. Those two are neck and neck, basically, but we'll see about that one. All right, right, Dave, it's time for our fantasy. You don't take my bet. This is my bet, dude. Fantasy go back starts of the week. (laughs) But I digress. Um, Yeah, Casey, I could have done a little switcheroo. I would have won either way, but I could have sat Dak, Tony Pollard, and Jarvis Landry for Cousins, Montgomery, and Jalen Waddell and got 13 and a half more points. It would have put me up into fourth, just a couple of fractional points away from the Bucks. But it didn't matter. I got the W. Yeah, I had a lot of holes in my roster this week. So I went ahead and just took the L. I had some vacancies there. So uh, guys that were hurt or um, just not available for this weekend. So I went in with an L, but I still made some crappy moves. I'm going to keep them to myself. But Dave, moving (laughs) forward, if you need to pick a quarterback up this week, who are you looking at? Dude, I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. He's available in over 50% of the leagues out there. Uh, in the last seven games, he's averaged almost 20 fantasy points a game. Um, seems like he's really got that offense going. They're sneaky kind of right there in the playoff mix, too. Yeah. Uh, and- they were in. If the playoffs yeah. started today, we're not going to talk playoffs this week, but they would be in. Yeah, crazy. After we had them left for dead, absolutely, after the first handful of weeks, and they threw away football games, too, when you think about it. But they're going against a Cowboys defense that's huh. actually given up a pretty good amount of pan, uh, fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. So even though it's obviously a much improved Dallas defense. Yeah, I do. I'm a little bit worried about this, but Naheem Hines, man, he ran all over those stinking Jets last week. See if he's got any touchdowns last, but he did have over 100 yards in the touchdown. So um, the Colts love to run the football. So maybe there's enough to go between him and JT all weekend. No doubt about that. And Casey, how about Pat Fryermuth? Dave, don't you mean Pat Fryermuth of the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers? That's right. Ebron's out with the hammy. Uh, Friar move has really been getting it done. Uh, three touchdowns, limited catches, nine targets, but three touchdowns. So that looks good for Friar Uh, moving forward, obviously sort of developing in his, in his rookie season. Patrick Friar move to the Steelers. <laughs> and Dave, defensive wise, Green Bay Packers, man, quietly pay, uh, playing really good defense out there. Pat Mahomes struggled against them yeah. less than 200 yards passing. So, um, You know, if Russ is coming back from that little broken finger, uh, this might be a defense that gives them a little bit of trouble. So, um, yeah, and they've been playing well. All right, Dave. Good news, bad news. (laughs) Well, good news is we have all the previews coming up from week 10. Awesome. Bad news is it's week 10. (laughs) It's slipping away, man. Oh, my gosh. It certainly is. Let's go ahead and get this started with some Sunday football action. The Atlanta Falcons at my Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys eight and a half point favorites. Yeah, and the Falcons coming across. We just said it. They're, they're right there in the playoff miss. Coming across, coming out off that win, impressive win at, at New Orleans, uh, where Matt Ryan, who I just uh, sold as a good guy to pick up, passed for 343 and two touchdowns. Uh, for a 135.8 rate uh, rating, as well as running for a touchdown in that football game. Cordero Patterson has really, these guys have finally found how to use this guy correctly. Um, he had 136 scrimmage yards last week. 
uh, and uh, wide receiver Zacchaeus, his first career touchdown uh, last week as well. Kyle Pitts coming along nicely uh, for this team. So, hey, they're going to be good. Yeah, you know, Dallas coming off of a real uh, NFL humbling experience last week. You know, just right. when you start to think your ish don't stink, you find out that it stinks pretty bad. They got physically dominated by that Broncos run game. So maybe the yeah. Falcons are going to look at that. And more bad news um, for the Cowboys. Uh, oh, my goodness, dude. It, we need to get some of these players back because – Tank Lawrence is on the sidelines, and now Randy Gregory is going to be joining him for mm. at least two weeks. They didn't put him on IR yet, but there's still a chance of that. They have lots of calf injuries going around in wow. Dallas. they got to figure that up. And Dak was not good last week. I think that might have been because he was off with the calf for a couple of weeks. Look for them to get right against this Falcons team. This is going to be a hell of a game. Uh, hopefully that defense can show up and offense. While, while people are showing up, let's do both. Yeah. It's, it should be a high-scoring football game. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the scores and a high-scoring game there, Casey. Moving along, it is the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are favored by 9.5 in this one, even though the Jags are coming off that big win, Casey. Yeah, Herbs and uh, Trevs, they're beating those Bills and decimating uh, survivor pools left and right <laughs> all across the nation, dude. But uh, – you know, I say they probably relish in that win from last week because I don't expect them to go in and beat those Colts. Um, Colts started off 0-3, now up at 4-5. and As Carson Wentz plays well, this team starts to play well. You can watch out for these guys moving forward, dude. No question about that. It's going to be uh, interesting to see what the Colts can do as the season progresses. Here's a super kinky one, Dave. We've got the Cleveland Browns at the New England Patriots, and the Patriots are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Man. Uh, you know, wow, this is a good football game. Both these teams uh, at five and four really need this from Casey and uh, Cincy, uh, excuse me, Cleveland coming off that big crushing win against Cincy last week where Baker was modest in terms of his numbers, uh, but efficient. And he, uh, you know, scored two touchdowns. It was his 132.6 rating, just showing how efficient he was. Uh, unfortunately, with in this game, Chubb and Felton are on the COVID list uh, and not sure if they'll go. They were Chubb was amazing last game with two yeah. touchdowns, 160 yards. It might have to go back to Dearness Johnson, who was spectacular when he was called upon um, on that Thursday night game a couple weeks back. Uh, so we'll see how that works out there. But um, Jarvis Landry also, you know, he's been banged up for like crazy. But Donovan Peoples-Jones has been playing well. He's got a touchdown in each of the last two games. And Njoku coming off a touchdown last week. So uh, on defense, obviously, uh, this is a pretty strong defensive group with Miles Garrett and and company up front there. So they're tough to run on, man. Yeah, dude, this, you know, this Patriots squad is really starting to look like a Bill Belichick team, dude. They're getting that run game going. Damian Harris is sweet. My guy, Ramondre Stevenson, he's getting more tastes here and there, too. And mm -hmm. Brandon Bolden's been nice. But it's all about Mac Jones, dude. I love the way this guy plays. You look at him in between no matter what's happening in the game, and he looks like he's about to throw up. He's just like, he looks yeah. mad and just doesn't know what the hell's going on in his brain over there. He doesn't look happy, he's but dude. Plays. Yeah, he's just, and he goes out there and he wins, dude. If um, You know, he won his first four road starts, man. So this guy's got the moxie that Bill Belichick uh, wants in his quarterback. And that defense, you know, they took one to the house last week, getting all those dudes back that uh, sat out last year, man. Um, the Patriots are right on the outskirts 
of snagging one of those wild card spots. So it's going to be interesting to watch this team moving forward, both of these teams really, but I'm excited about what's going on in New England. Yeah, Harris and Stevenson both banged up, so it might be the Brandon Bolden showcase. We'll see about that. Moving forward, it's the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. Bills on the road favored by 12 and a half. Woo, big number. Yeah, considering they only scored six points last week, man, that was a very disappointing game um, for Buffalo. Um, but much like the Cowboys, it's one of those, oh, your ish does stink in these. So I expect them to get back on tap. They got to get the run game going, though, dude. It can't be all Josh Allen um, that gets the you know the efficiency of that play. That We know that he's got the receivers there. Uh, Manny Sanders has been a great addition to this team and Cole Beasley in your PPRs, man, he eats that stuff up. So I look for a bounce back game from these bills. Defense was great last week, plus 11 overall on the turnover, um, you know, differential this year. So this is probably, unfortunately for the jets, a get right game for the bills. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's hard to imagine the bills would lose to two bad teams in a way, uh, in a row. And that Mike would continue. Um, Mike white would continue to play lights out Casey. Be like Mike. <laughs> All right, up next, we got the Detroit Lions at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers and Patrick Fryermuth are eight and a half point favorites. Yeah, and Casey, the Lions are uh, at 0 and 8, and they're staring at 0 and 9 when you're heading to Pittsburgh uh, and when the Steelers need a, a win like they do now. Right now, is there a win on their schedule, Casey? They looked up the remaining schedules, which is an awesome thing to do each week. They have the fifth hardest remaining schedule. When you scan down that thing, they're going to be underdogs in every single game. Uh, and then you look at the Steelers, five and three. They cannot afford to drop a, a game if they want to keep pace in the AFC West. So many five and three and five and four squads just clawing at it right there. It's hard to imagine the Steelers at home are going to drop a game to this hapless Lions team. Dude, could this Lions team be the first to have two Oh, for seasons, two this, perfect magical seasons. This would be the even more magical because it'd be the first ever Owen 17 season. Casey. Ooh, Last I one like, just went to 16. I like the cut of your jib, Dave. <laughs> Up next, Casey, it's the New Orleans Saints at the Tennessee Titans. Titans at home favored by three and a half. Yeah, dude, I really love this Saints defense, man. They um, are able to keep this team in games. And it's weird. Um, you know, two weeks ago, Trevor Simeon comes in. And they beat the Patriots mm-hmm. or, uh, or the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I always put Tom back on the pads. And then last week, they <laughs> lose to Atlanta. It's like, what's going on here? Obviously, no stability at the quarterback position. Probably yeah. stick with Trevor another week and see if he can get that going, you know, and just get those little flare passes, get Kamara involved in the game. Um, that's going to be your path moving forward. Um, it's a bummer that. Uh, they found out no Mike Thomas for the rest of the year. Now they know that not getting him to come back. Let's work with what we got and see what they can put. And like I said, that defense is going to keep them in most games. But uh, this Tennessee squad is playing some pretty damn good football, dude. Yeah. And it's amazing. Okay, you know, Tennessee coming off of that win against the Rams at Los Angeles, a very impressive win. Yeah. After disheartening loss of Derrick Henry for the season and knowing, you know, I mean, that could just that right there could have devastated them and they just roll in there kind of sleepwalking. But they end up getting a huge win there. They've actually been on an absolute tear over the last handful of weeks, uh, getting all kinds of stuff done. Uh, Tannehill uh, in that game, 
just 143 yards, but 70% passing in. He had a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Peterson had a touchdown. Adrian Peterson, the future Hall of Famer, no doubt, former Sooner. But he had a touchdown, but the numbers extremely limited at that point in terms of not really replacing the missing yards um, that Henry was providing them. And, um, yeah, Brown is uh, A.J. Brown's still on is still questionable for this game. So we're not sure what his status is. Julio Jones has been battling injury uh, throughout the season. So not sure about him offensively. This Titans team was fourth is fourth right now, as we roll into this weekend, fourth in rushing and sixth in points and uh, not a very good passing team. Well, that's probably going to have to switch around moving forward. They're going to have to change their identity a little bit. And maybe it helps this weekend that they're facing uh, a, t- a New Orleans defense that's pretty um, strong against the run. In fact, the best run defense in the NFL and uh, a pretty poor pass defense. So maybe that lends itself to uh, the Titans passing game kind of getting the jump start. I think they're going to need to do that moving forward and balance out that offense a little bit more without Henry on the squad. Uh, defensively, uh, the Titans are pretty good at stopping the run, and that's what the Saints do. So... Um, it's a good matchup of sort of yeah. strength on strength for both of these squads. We'll see which team prevails. It'll be very interesting. All right, Dave. Up next, we got a playoff rematch from last year: Tampa Bay Bucks at the Washington FTs. Bucks <laughs> nine and a half point favorites. Yeah, and the Tampa Bay—they're uh, the top-ranked passing team and scoring offense in the league. They look to get to get back on track after losing to the Saints last week, and they're they're going against obviously Taylor Heineke. Of the FT there, Casey, trying to prove still that he's the long-term answer at quarterback uh, there in Washington. Uh, this game looks to be probably a, a get-right game for the Buccaneers uh, and another L for the FT. Yeah, uh, well, at least they're not coming off a of bye. Oh, yeah, coming off a of bye. Coming off. Sorry, FTs. All right, then. It's the Minnesota Vikings at my Los Angeles Chargers. Our Los Angeles Chargers. Ours. Our Chargers are favored by two and a half in SoFi Stadium. These Vikings, dude, the heartbreak kids, man, they've played well enough to win every game and they played, you know, poor enough to lose all those games late in the thing, man. They had the Ravens down last week and watched their lead disappear and turn into an overtime loss. Um, <sighs> brutal for these Vikings, you know, because they have to start stacking some wins to, to get in the race in the NFC because it's all about wild card now as far as behind they are from the, uh, the Packers there. But Kirk Cousins, you know, it's... It's pretty good. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like you right. don't feel confident in the big games, but it's not like he does a ton of stuff wrong, but you're like, ah, it's yeah. just, you know, it's a it's a hard sell there. Justin Jefferson um, still kicking butt, dealing with a huge touchdown last week. Just wasn't enough. Dalvin Cook's got some, you know, off the field issues going on that still have to be played out. And that defense, you know, is pretty good for these Vikings in stretches, but they really got to figure out what's going wrong there. It might be time to, you know, uh, light this whole uh, Viking uh, ship on fire and send it out. (laughs) Take the horn with you, dude. But they are good enough to, you know, win every game. They just have trouble closing. Yeah. And how about these chargers Casey? You know, uh, they started off four and one. They, they dropped a game. Uh, embarrassing loss to the to the Ravens, and then had their bye, and then dropped another one to the Pats. Looked like everything was unraveling. Um, the young coach maybe uh, overhyped. The young quarterback uh, the same. Uh, was he in a slump? Um, 
and then they 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 had a hard fought win last week against um, Philadelphia Eagles. And in that win, Justin Herbert had his career high eighty four point two percent, three hundred fifty six yards and two touchdowns. Um, it was a really nice game for him, and he rushed for a touchdown too. And at this stage, if you want to talk about where he is in terms of the slump and all that, uh, he's he's got the second highest completion percentage ever by a quarterback under twenty four years old, minimum of thirty starts. In his 12 games of 300 or more yards is the most ever by a quarterback in his first two seasons. We still got half the season, uh, the season left here for him to stack onto that. Um, so I feel like that was a, a game where he kind of got back into a rhythm yeah. uh, and the coaching staff uh, did as well. Austin Eckler continues to be a little banged up. But again, he even when he's banged up, he's he's very productive. 82 scrimmage yards last week. Keenan Allen with an amazing game last week. 12 catches, 100 and, uh, 104 yards. So um, and Mike Williams has been quiet after like a yeah. really, really awesome, like five game stretch to start the season. But both tight ends, Steven Anderson and Donald Parham had a touchdown last week. So um, the offense is diversifying a little bit um, and we'll see how, how they go here. This should be a high scoring football game. Uh, Vikings and Chargers. Chargers defense can't stop the run. We've known that statistically speaking. Um that that is an area of weakness for them, but Joey Bosa and and Derwin James are are difference makers, you know. And I think the offense right now is in a make plays here and there kind of a mode where yeah. um, they can get some some timely stops, and that's what they're looking to do. Should be a really good football game. Uh, go Chargers! <laughs> My suggestion: move it to five o'clock, and it's a wrap for the Chargers. Yeah, go Chargers! <laughs> All right, up next we have the Carolina Panthers at the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals nine and a half point favorites. Hope we're going to see Kyler in this thing or that line might move a little bit. Yes, Carolina Panthers at the Cardinals, dude. Uh, And Sam Darnold out for several weeks. Enter Cam. Will he play? I doubt it. It's going to be PJ Walker in all likelihood. Eight and one is where the cards sit right now. And believe it or not, you would think, oh, that's pretty comfortable. But man, it is. It is. I mean, both both conferences so hard fought right now. It is going to mm-hmm. be important for them to get this win. This every single win counts if they want to stay on it as the top seed in the NFL, which they currently on are, and if they want to stay in front of the Rams. Suddenly, they could go from the number one seed to the fifth seed wow. if they slip behind the Rams. You know, and obviously, it's going to be a week to week thing where we, as we start to get towards the playoffs, we hyper focus on these things. But this is a win they need. Let's put Definitely. it that way. You know, Colt McCoy was great last week. If it's yeah. Colt this week, I'm a little, uh, you know, I have confidence in him as, as one of the backups there. So uh, well, let's see what happens with these cards, man. No question about that. Okay. Philadelphia Eagles at the Denver Broncos. Broncos at home favored by two and a half. Yeah, the Eagles, man, they played pretty well against the Chargers last week. Came up a little bit short. think they got the formula right. Start running the damn football, man. And Jordan Howard's been pretty good. Stacked a couple yeah. nice games back to back. They added him uh, to the 53 because he couldn't go back down to the, uh, the practice squad again. Fantasy so between, pickup. Fantasy alert. Boom. Fantasy. Between him and Boston Scott, I think the more they run the ball, the better this team will be. Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, has some flashes of brilliance there. So he's just mm-hmm. got to be a little more consistent. But it's a good formula, dude, getting some nice production out of that defense. Run the ball, play defense, don't turn it over. And you're going to be in a, a few of these games, man. They're they're not out of this division yet. They're a few games behind Dallas, but I definitely, I, you know, from what I saw last week, even in the loss, I feel like the Eagles could get something going here. 
Yeah, and, and this Broncos team has been, you know, surprisingly a pretty strong unit. Obviously, Vic Fangio puts a pretty good defense out on the field. That Their win last week was shocking, If uh, I mean, and, 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 and very impressive at mm-hmm. the Cowboys as they dominated the Cowboys, really. Teddy B has been what he was supposed to be. Again, he's not lighting up the stat sheet, but he's just playing good football, yeah. making good football decisions out there. The running tandem of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams has been uh, a real nice balance uh, of two backs that are sort of interchangeable for each other. Dude, Gordon, they held the ball for 41 minutes last week. Right. Gordon, I mean, you look at these numbers here. Gordon had 95 rushing yards for, or scrimmage yards and a touchdown. Javante Williams, 111 rush yards last week. That's putting it uh, on the ground there and, and just mowing through the Cowboys. It's very surprising. Um, you know, they got Judy back. He was pretty. He was pretty good in his return, and he gives them another depth at wide receiver, more depth, and and obviously an explosive element. Tim Patrick, Tim Patrick, and Cortland Sutton have been uh, very impressive. So this is a super talented receiving group. So um, you know the the defense. Uh, you know, it's, it's a solid group. So, uh, you know, they're they're going to be hard to beat no matter what. And in Denver, it's going to be a tough game for the Eagles. They've got my vote on Sunday, Dave. Mine too, bro. <laughs> I'm with you. Oh, Bo, that. yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll take it. Thank you. All right, up next, we got the Seattle Seahawks at the Green Bay Packers. And the Pack are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, and Seattle coming off that bye, um, and uh, obviously extremely happy to have Russell back in the mix. But they also got a W uh, against Jayville uh, in their last game out there. So it's great to get Russell Wilson back. How, I don't know how that that finger is going to do, but they said he was all systems go. Also, we mentioned it, Chris Carson um, back in the mix after that what was a seemingly a very scary neck um, neck injury. Uh, Alex Collins has been pretty dang uh, solid uh, yeah. running the football for these guys, which they want to do, run it and play defense. Oops, they're not very good at defense. They're 31st in defense in terms of giving up yards. They're not good at defending the pass. And here's the other thing. They're not good at defending the run either. But <laughs> hey, they, you got to be good at one of those things. Yeah, they are pretty good, though. I don't know if it's red zone or not, but they're pretty good in, in points given up. They're only they're eighth in points given up. So they somehow they uh, bend but don't break. They give up a ton of yards, but they don't uh, get scored on as often. Um, we know about the receivers, uh, Lockett, you know, and Metcalf. Uh, Metcalf coming off a big game with two touchdowns uh, receiving. And Lockett coming off a huge game with 12 catches and 142 yards. And that wasn't with Russell Wilson. So, um, yeah, they, they, I mean, the Seahawks team at three and five, this is kind of a desperate Seahawks team coming into Green Bay. Yeah, and Green Bay might be without Aaron Rodgers. We're not going to find out until later in the week if he was symptom free and passed and got all the way back. Right. Um, if he's not, you know, at least Packer fan is getting a look at Jordan Love, who had moments last week, you know, some nerves there. You could tell, miss some open receivers. But as he gets to go back and uh, look at his mistakes, I think he's going to tighten a lot of that stuff up. And there's weapons galore there for him uh, for him at his disposal. So um, let's see a lot of Aaron Jones in this, if they can establish the run and then take a little bit off his shoulders. And we mentioned it earlier um, in the fantasy segment, this Packers defense is surprisingly uh, playing pretty good football there. So if they can keep that up and kind of nurture love, if it happens to be him, then they can squ- uh, sneak by this thing. If it happens to be uh, Rogers, then their outlook is looking a lot better. 
No doubt, dude. That is going to be interesting. And when we look back at this, will the Packers look back and go, that one game without Rodgers? Moving forward, though, Casey, Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. It's the Sunday night football matchup, Casey. And this is an awesome AFC West battle between a five and four Chiefs squad and a five and three Raiders squad. That division ultra tight. Oh, dude, this is such a huge game, man. And, uh, you know, these Chiefs, they're not that dynamic offense that they've been. And even when they're winning games, it looks like it's a lot harder than it should be. It's just yeah. not all clicking for them. You know, maybe that's because they've been playing extra football these uh, these last two or three seasons. Um, but it's everything looks like a struggle. That defense was a little bit better last week. Maybe that was because they uh, they were getting to play Jordan Love in his first uh, start, but it's just got to be better and more consistency um, with this offense too. There's not a real run game going, and teams have really limited the big Tyreek Hill play, so they got to get some yep. of these other guys um, going in there, Pringle or Hardman. Um, Kelsey had a nice game last week, but dude, this game is huge not only within the division but with in the uh, afc um you know playoff picture dude so uh, a lot up for grabs in this and man it is going to be lathered up in vegas on sunday night (laughs) vegas fans are going to have plenty of time to lube up before the game casey and they will be be, yeah they will be there and ready to cheer on their raiders but the raiders coming off a disappointing game last week where they lost to the gigantes yeah, pretty disappointing loss. Uh, in the loss, they they put up pretty good numbers. Jacobs had 95 yards. Kenyon Drake, 100 yards from scrimmage uh, last week. And Waller, 92 yards uh, receiving the ball. Hunter Renfro, a touchdown. You'd look at those kind of numbers, statistically speaking, and say, well, they, they crushed the Giants, right? But, uh, you know, maybe it was a delayed hangover from the, the whole um, Henry Ruggs uh, fallout. You know, uh, just a, such a tragic situation there. But heading into this week, they, they okay, Ruggs is gone now. They're moving forward. They've got Deshaun Jackson. They've got a guy that they're excited about, a deep threat to add to the mix. But here's the situation, Casey. This offense wasn't really missing anything in the receiving category or in the passing game at all. In fact, they're the second best passing team in the league. They can't run the ball. They're 27th at running. On the other side of the field, defensively, they're fifth against the pass and just 28th against the run. So they're kind of getting pushed around at the line of scrimmage. It seems like to me, it's not a good situation being, um, it is good situation for them being fifth against the pass and, and facing the chiefs. Hopefully they can continue the frustration that the chiefs have experienced, not being able to pass consistently and effectively with the explosive play and the chiefs will be forced to run. But, um, we'll see how that all works out. It's going to be a pretty good matchup. I think though. Yeah, very interesting uh, game to see who comes out in that one. All right, Dave, we got one more bad boy for the the Week 10 slate. Our Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers, and the Rams are four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Yeah, and the Rams coming off a surprising loss to a Henryless Tennessee Titans squad where they were handled, basically. And when you look at this one, it's kind of interesting because it seems like the Rams have been pretty – you know, successful uh, since McVeigh has been there, but McVeigh is just three and five against the Niners, who seem to have had some 
injury late, you know, riddled seasons and haven't really got it done, but just three and five uh, in his career against the 49ers. So let's talk Stafford, though. This guy, his, he, 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 he went to sleep as a lion and woke up as a ram and he's in heaven, you know. Uh, he's leading the league in, in pass yards at uh, almost 2,800 yards with 111 passer rating. So uh, he is just absolutely thriving in this McVay offense. They've kind of got a nice run game going with Daryl uh, Henderson lately, too. But let's yeah. talk the main dude on this squad. Everything really goes through Cooper Cup, right? Um, leads the, the, the NFL in receptions. Uh, at 74, receiving yards over a thousand, and wow. 10 touchdowns leads the league as well. So um, he is absolutely crazy, lighting it up. And it's obviously there's Robert Woods there. Oh boy, isn't there another dude that joined the squad here? Um, yeah, does he have a few initials in his yeah. name? Yeah, OBJ, Casey. They there brought in OBJ. As long as they can find a way. And I, I think between McVay and his boy genius uh, deal and, and, the, and the big arm of Stafford, they're going to find a way to at least keep OBJ engaged. And that means targeting him early and often to let him know you're here and you, you came to the right place, right? The decision that, that, that you struggled with, you arrived at the right place. Offensively, they're third in the league passing, so they didn't necessarily need an addition. In fact, they got rid of a guy that is that was barking about not getting the football. But they're fifth in points at 29 points a game, and uh, they're they're just hard to, to stop uh, yeah. offensively. On the other side, it's not last year's number one ranked defense. Let's not get confused about this. I mean, it's it's per, it's painting out to be a good defense, but. Um, they they're 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 better against the run than they are against the pass. And I think that bodes well uh, playing this 49ers football team. Yeah. And the 49ers are a little disappointing in their performance last week against the Cardinals. But the Cardinals are pretty damn good. But so are these Rams here. Jimmy G's had moments that he's been back in the saddle, but a few mistakes, too. So this uh, team is still a work in progress. Elijah Mitchell has been a, a, a nice uh, Yo, everybody else is hurt. Here you go. Let's go with the rook. Yeah. He's been pretty solid there uh, at running back, but some of those other guys are starting to get healthy too. But you knows getting healthy um, is that passing game. And really, George Kittle came back last week, had over 100 yards and a touchdown. If he can be in the mix, that's mm. going to help everything else out too. And Brandon Ayuk last week almost had 90 yards and a touchdown. His first big game of the season. And dude, Debo Samuel right now is just crushing it all over the place. So maybe this team is kind of rounded into shape too, man. They got a lot of ground to make up, but stealing a divisional game against the Rams would help get them going in the right direction. Um, so this is a huge game for the Niners. If they have any thoughts of continuing the season, um, after week 18. So uh, it's going to be a fun game. Way to run out the uh, week 10. No doubt about it. It's going to be an awesome football game. And like you said, there's a lot riding on this game for the season for the Niners and maybe even for the careers of, of the uh, head coach and GM involved there. Some of the shine wearing off there in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Got to start getting some wins. Oh, man. Well, you know, as a win, you guys hanging out with us tonight. We want to let you know there are a ton of ways to catch the football dudes. The Trend Zone, the podcast you're listening to right this minute, is available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher. Absolutely free, people. 
Yeah, don't forget, folks, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Football Dudes LA. And make sure, while you're doing all that good stuff, that you're tagging us across all, the, all those social media platforms. Yeah, if you need even more football goodness, head on over to footballdudes.com. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. For Dave, I'm Casey. Enjoy Week 10, people. We are out of here.